What's up, podcast listeners? You are listening to Mom and Dad Are Stoned, a podcast for responsible cannabis users, brought to you by thestonermom.com. That's me. I'm the stoner mom, also known as Catherine, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful husband, Blavid. Mm-hmm. We are parents to four and legal cannabis users in the great state of Colorado. Mm-hmm. In this podcast, we pour a couple drinks smoke a little weed, relax, and talk about cannabis, our lives, pop culture, and more. What's up? Hello. How's it going? It's late. It is late. I see that the dog is already wanting to go outside, but he's not going. It's a different kind of show. There's kids in the house. I just put my kids to bed. Yeah, we're a little, uh, we're behind because we had a lot of obligations. You know what it is? Our weekends are different. Also, I guess this is uh, not the mom and dad are stone podcast anymore because Katya's in my lap. I can't smoke weed when she's in my lap. Well, you could. She's a cat, by the way, not a child. Yeah. <laughs> the children are upstairs <laughs> asleep right. in La La Land. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just going to hit it anyway and she can run away or she can not. Yeah. She can be prissy about it or she can stay. We'll see what she does. So let's go into Libation Corner. Okay, let's do it. Cue the libation corner music. And there it is. Ooh, look at you, libating. Ooh, what you got there? That's a cool little piece. Yeah. Is that, is that a hamper thing? This is the little piece I've been smoking. To, oh my goodness, Katya. Today, and I'm smoking... I don't even know what. Oh, you know what? Hmm. It's a bunch of super lemon haze. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just using a very small little dab... Or dab. Small little... Piece. But I also have a dab rig here. Um, They're very similar looking, huh? They are. They're both small. It's nice to have a collection of smaller bongs and stuff, especially when you're a parent and um, say you want to do some discreet bong reps during, like, I don't know, say you're cooking dinner or whatever. Yeah. Um, I like having little pieces that I can just stash in my kitchen cabinets where my kids don't go into. Mm-hmm. Um, Stash and go. Yeah. So it's like the cabinet where I put my rice cooker. Next to that is a little... Little area. <laughs> a little bong, usually. There's always a little Hidden bong. back When I'm getting the rice it. cooking down, I'm like, what is all this? So that's always nice for... Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm smoking today. And just doing dabs. You know, it's a normal mom day, so I really have to... I'm not stoned at all right now, you guys. No, you're not. So I guess by the end of this, I'll be stoned. Are you smoking anything? I'm also not drinking. I'm drinking. I'm drinking a... I have a Knob Creek single barrel small batch bourbon Mm -hmm. that was on sale at the liquor store. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what the hell? Why not? It's $20 off. I'll try it. And it's okay. It's all right. First of all, you like Knob Creek. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. When When I can't get Weller, I don't mind Knob Creek and... You know, I'm not some kind of bourbon snob. I don't really, I mean, I'm sure there's superior bourbons out there, but I just like, look, man, I look at the price and I go, is this going to taste okay? You know why? I'm going to buy it. Because when you're a real drinker. You don't care. (laughs) You don't give a shit. You're like, I need my medicine. I need daddy's medicine. (laughs) Grandpa's medicine. Sorry, grandpa's medicine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not drinking shatterproof plastic bottles of bourbon yet. No, we're not there yet. I don't think we'll get there. I hope not. Um... I think there's a fine line between, you know, you want to find something that you enjoy, that's a decent quality that you can afford. Yes, exactly. With That's with everything. Yeah. Um, 
Absolutely. I what do you think agree. about growing weed and how we don't have to buy weed or anything? Oh my God. I we haven't bought the... weed in a year. A really long time. I mean, if we bought weed, it's because we was just we wanted to because we were at a dispensary. It's like, oh, let's just get some for five. Yes, if you really want to try a specific um, strain or something like that, catch it, get out of my lap so I can get fucked up. So yeah, we haven't bought. I was down. It's funny because I was down in the weed room uh, this morning, yeah, getting some weed for a friend, a new friend that we met. <laughs> And um, I was looking at all our weed, and I was like, we have so much weed down here. I mean... <laughs> this podcast is just like... It's insanity. An invitation for us to be robbed all the time, mm, like every episode. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come try to rob us. But... Um, just know that we have a... I mean, we've, we have also, a we've also talked explicitly on this podcast about our immediate fight to the death policy yeah. for anybody that invades our home. So if you're trying to invade for weed, you will be killed you, by us. You will be killed and by us. And we won't we go to jail. No, you will. Because you broke into our house. But you will go to the light. And I feared for my fucking life. Yeah. Just like Jesse <clears throat> says in just Breaking like, That's Bad. right. <laughs> I love I loved what you told me, what he said. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, that's Libation Corner. I'm not drinking because I'm out of vodka. Oh, yeah. Well... We'll and gin. It. I'm out of vodka and gin. We'll I drank all the gin. We'll take care of that. I don't know. All right. So that's libation corner. I got to get on it. Libating. So, what's going on with you guys? Guys. I like how you spell guys. <laughs> so, what's going on with you guys? What is going on with us? Um, we <coughs> went to dinner yesterday. Yeah, we did. Um, and I had a good time. Did you? You did. What did you drink at dinner? Oh, I drank uh, Old Fashions. I drank a few of those. You had too many, first I did. I had too many. <sighs> so David has this tendency to drink too much when we go on business dinners. Yeah. So I've decided that it's now going to be my job to be giving you... You, get, you drink to the point where when I knee you... Which is my job and right as your wife yeah. to knee you under the table mm-hmm. during public interactions. Yeah. You don't you don't have a clue. No, it's I'm like just I'm a like, fly. What's going on? <laughs> sitting on you. Oh, I'm sorry. You I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Um, but you know what? We need a much better warning system. It's true. And, you know, I got to say, like, <laughs> that was a good dinner. And, man, it was just by the grace of God. It's like the luck. Um, Some people don't mind when you're okay. a boorish, drunken. Oh, God. Talking you know. so much, you know. <laughs> I just, you know. And, and then the next day I wake up and I'm like, oh, what did I, what, what do I have to, what mess do I have to clean up now? But it all turned out okay. Um <laughs> It's Turns your out gift it's of okay. gab is sometimes just a fucking curse. It works with some people. It doesn't with others. <laughs> Thank God it worked last night. It did. Because um, there's some nice big things happening with the Storm Mom that we, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it another time. But uh, I thought it was good. Just always making connections, good mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And um, that's always good. And it's good to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. And it's good to do business with people that are good folks. <sighs> 
are good, impressive folks. I'm going to do a fucking big-ass dab right now. I'll tell you what. Um, I did learn a lot about hemp last night. Um, and <clears throat> basically we were... <coughs> whoa. <coughs> meeting with some people who own a large-scale hemp operation and, you know, isolates and things like that. And it was really fascinating, like, seeing pictures of their operation and just... Oh, yeah, you know, It was so, cool. Like, David and I feel very proud of the amount of fucking legal weed that we grow in our house. Yeah. You know, because it's far more, it exceeds our expectations and our needs yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so anyway, you can feel all like hoity-toity about it. And then you meet people that like grow like millions of pounds. Oh my God. To ship all yeah. over the fucking planet. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, oh, okay. My maybe weed. I should shut up and let you. Yeah, talk. you, you <laughs> clearly know what you're doing. I'm growing weed in a basement with a tent. <laughs> but it's like, here's another thing. We're, you know, those people were saying, I don't know, I don't think anybody grows anymore. And I was just like flabbergasted. Yeah, because I was too. the reality is, normal people do grow, and yeah. they're growing at much. Uh, higher rates now and yes in the beginning of Colorado when it legalized everyone started growing but that has not stopped or mm -hmm. gone down because it is a cycle we've talked about this forever about how people start growing weed and um, totally underestimate the amount of time and attention that it takes yep. to do it and once mm -hmm. you kind of realize that I have to fucking go in there every day and mix up this nasty vile smelling shit <laughs> like you know it's a lot of work and it's not cut out for everybody and honestly sometimes you don't know it until you start yeah. so there's no judgments um of and that's not. that's yeah. why it's always great to look at like used gear and stuff when you're just starting to mm -hmm. grow because there's always going to be people who got it over to their heads get their money back <laughs> yeah and selling their stuff um, and I mean, it's that's such a good way for you to start without, because what if you then decide I don't fucking like it either, yeah. then you didn't spend like top dollar. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so it's always good to start out that way if you can. I think, um, <coughs> in line with that conversation we were having, I just think, those, I, I think those people were significant, like in a completely different tax bracket. Okay. Absolutely. And <laughs> all of the people that they know are in yeah. a different tax bracket. They don't grow. But, yeah. <laughs> like the real people like it is a significant savings. It is absolutely oh, yeah. not cheaper to buy medical weed in Colorado right. than it is to have an established grow. Yes, in your house, it does take an initial, you know. There's a there's an initial cost, cost, yeah. cost mm -hmm. which can be significant. Yeah, depending on um, what you do. For depending sure. on what you do, but I mean, you absolutely recoup that money like right away. Well, you know, once you get. You're going. Uh, it's true. And I just feel like lately, <coughs> excuse me. You also have just like complete control over what you're using in yeah. your body. And you just feel a thousand times better about it. Um, I think absolutely. Like, you, right? know, you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting. Like when you like make your tomato, grow your tomatoes and stuff in the garden, you know, like, oh, I made that and it's good. I can't seem to grow vegetables very well. But anyway, um, lately we've had a lot of people reaching out just asking him like hey we've got money set aside to All do a grow time, kit yes. you know can you what do you think what people should we are get? saving money people yeah. in the burbs save money to set up a grow so that they will then save money yeah in the following years absolutely and <clears throat> i love it we see it more and more and i, I just think that's uh 
that's where it is. That's where it's at. You're going to see a lot of that coming out, coming yeah. at you hard. So anyway. Yeah, so anyway, there's that. Always interesting to learn different perspectives and stuff. But look, even us pores growing in our in our basement mm-hmm. know things that other people don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I love it. It's um, a, For me, it's very soothing and uh, therapeutic. How long do you think we'll do it? I don't know. I don't really have any intention of stopping. Like, we don't have crazy, like, electric bills <laughs> Whoa, or... Um, I think, well, <clears throat> I think we have the right stuff now where... Remember in the beginning when... Oh, my God, yes. Okay, anyway, Craziness. Crazy. We're supposed to be talking about what's going on with yeah. us. So, okay, that was that. We had dinner, so, so we went, what else? We had dinner. Um, nothing. Oh, we did get our winner. I'm going to smoke more weed. Okay. Do you want to hit this, baby? I don't think so. Why? Oh, I thought it was uh, concentrate. Yeah, I will do that. I just don't want to do any concentrate. David doesn't dab. He sometimes will take the last dabs. (laughs) Whoa. I just want to say I gave some of our rosin (coughs) to a girlfriend. Yeah. And she took a hit and was lit as fuck. Really? So A plus job there. Believe it. (laughs) That's good to hear. (laughs) Right? Doesn't that make you so happy? I love it. That's one thing I love about dabbing. There's so many things I love about dabbing. Should I just talk about that quickly? Mm-hmm. Um, it's immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a higher tolerance with with cannabis, I mean, um, you know, it's nice to hit something one time. It's like a massive, huge bong rip, yeah. the type that would like wreck you. That's what a dab <laughs> is like every time. Um, well, it's yeah. also so it gets you super stoned like fast. Um, so you know, you get relief fast. Um, It instantly puts a smile on my face, but then I love that it doesn't last really long. Mm -mm. So it's not like you're like getting high off of flour for me means, I mean, that's like a three hour investment. And it's not like I'm stoned the whole time or impaired even. Um, But I'm definitely under the influence of cannabis. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think that's awesome. Yeah. And dabs are great how in that they're um, super intense and then they don't last as long. So you can dab again. Let me ask you a question about dabbing. Okay. (coughs) Excuse me. When you, so what you just described, like you get that immediate boom, you're high. It's also a different kind of high. Can you feel it? Like, does it just stop or does it just kind of taper off? And how long does that last? I feel like it tapers off and it tapers off in a better way than cannabis flower. So for me, flower means like the whole coming down is very like slow for me. And that's a feeling that I've never enjoyed. That's why I avoid indicas because the whole experience makes me feel slow. Okay. Um, and I'm always looking to be speeded up. That's the kind of drugs I like. <laughs> yeah, you like to speed it up. <laughs> if I did illegal drugs, I would do speedy drugs, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't do that, and I never would because I value my body and my life. Um, yeah, you do. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, but dabbing, I feel like you're super high, like high, but it's like it's completely in your head. Okay. It doesn't like physically wear you down. It's hmm. like that mental high where you're like, Thinking dumb thoughts and making connections that are okay. super deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that fun high. That's good. Um, 
and then yes, I feel like it. Uh, and then I do this. I do them both together every day, every week when we do this podcast and it messes me up. I love it. I start <clears throat> to not be able to think. I yeah. certainly can't follow my train of thought, which is something I have difficulty with in regular life. Yes. Whatever. I don't know what we've been talking about. Well, we were let's talking talk about, about you Kate's answered. Bush. No, you answered my question, but okay, let's talk about Kate's Bush. Okay. So the new thing we were doing for the podcast <laughs> is we're doing stoned conversations. We'll be yeah. doing that later. Last week, if you listened, David and I just pontificated on podcasting while yeah. stoned. Mm -hmm. And then he challenged me to talk about and explain medieval porn in this episode. Yeah, so that's, been, that was the challenge. And I've been like compiling my list of things that I want David to to learn about, to, to teach me about. That's really what it is. It's <laughs> like, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to have to look it up. But, you explain it to me. But the problem is, is Hi. like, and what we're and and what we're about to find out is there was one thing you wanted to ask me about. But I was and you just destroyed it. For, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to. Okay, this is what happened, you guys. You wrote this a thesis is, on it. Okay, on hip hop heads, I saw somebody linked to an interview by Pitchfork with um, uh, big boy. big boy from. Outcast. Um, I almost said Outcast 3000. <laughs> yeah, Outcast 3000. <laughs> That's a new Outcast with Justin Bieber. Anyway, um, and the topic of the five minute video was it's like explain your favorite line. And so it's um, them interviewing different artists where they're explaining their different um, uh, favorite uh, in bars okay. in like songs and it's always <clears throat> rap okay um but big boy busted out <laughs> fucking kate bush yeah running up that hill been running up that should i and put that right here you should just do it okay, I don't so right care. here kate Hold bush on. all right we're not gonna say anything mean so running up maybe one of her fans will help our legal defense when we get sued <laughs> Okay, so anyway, you watch this thing and what happened? And he, the way he <clears throat> described this song for five minutes and how much he loved it. And he says this is a grown-ass man, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> from Outkast, <laughs> talking about being a kid. Did you see that? What was that? Is it Katya or a child? It's not a child. It's Katya. What is she doing? Rolling around. Okay. Running up that hill? Running up that hill. Um, he's explaining the meaning of the song and just how much he loves, oh, Katya is losing her mind, the production of the song. And it's this fucking old song that I don't even know from oh my God, not my childhood. Yeah, from like <laughs> the 80s. I was born in 83. <clears throat> so I was just a wee one. I was not listening to Kate Bush yet. Yeah. Um, but see, I grew up as a huge Tori Amos fan. And so I've heard of Kate Bush and her albums would be in the same CD section yeah. sometimes. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, anyway, he was uh, so interesting when he was explaining his childhood love for this song and how it grew into, you know, he's just has this lifelong passion for Kate Bush. I just was intrigued. And then I was reading all of the comments on Hip Hop Heads and people were like, 
Uh, Big Boy will take every op- every single opportunity to talk about how much he fucking stands for Kate Bush. <laughs> and, and then I looked it up, and it's like there are there's like all different videos, like interviews, he loves and like Kate there's Bush. a Rolling Stone interview where he's just talking well, about Kate Bush, and like he passionately where he's talked talking about, it. about loving Wuthering Heights. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm like, I gotta know, I got to know, and I couldn't wait. You were gonna and ask I, me that question, and I just I stayed up one night. <clears throat> For two until, weeks. So, no, okay, kidding. I stayed up a couple nights. Mm-hmm. Just a couple nights. Just a couple. Maybe four. Maybe four. Listening to Kate Bush all day long. <laughs> Laying in bed next to him at one thirty in the morning, very quietly watching Kate Bush music videos. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like from the 70s. Oh, my God. I mean, you watched them all. I watched, like, <clears throat> Babushka. I mean, that felt like watching Sonny and Cher or something. Like, yeah. it's very dated, I feel. Absolutely. And I learned all about the fandom, which is insanely intense and passionate. Oh, yeah. And you know what? When you're a Tori Amos fan, like, that's a thing about the, her fans is that they're crazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're very passionate about her. And I think Kate Bush fans are like that too. Yeah. And I learned all about her dance moves, okay? Yeah. And I watched them all just mm-hmm. incredulously sometimes. And yeah. just like and the whole time I was just basically trying to command and force myself to like Kate Bush and her music. I know. I've come I out, noticed. Here's what I've come out. I like Kate Bush. I like her. I think I almost like her a lot, but I don't think I'm going to listen to her. <clears throat> Can you? I mean, is it that you just respect her body of work as a it, as exactly, a musician or exactly. whatever? It's call? like how people can respect Tolstoy and they've never read it, sure. any Tolstoy. Why not? <laughs> like, well, but you have it's listened like to some Kate It's Bush. like how John McCain just fucking died, and yeah. it's okay. making me cry. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? Well, let's Can finish we, up with Kate Bush first. I learned all about Kate Bush, you guys. If any of you are huge Kate Bush fans, I need to t- I need to know. Tell me. Tell me why. T- tell tell me the memories. Your tell me song. the connection. Definitely tell me the song. I listened to the entire <clears throat> Hounds of Love album because I kind of <laughs> figured that was like the most commercial one that I would I might be able to get into like quickly. Here's the thing with me. Like I like to obsess over whole albums. And I can very easily make myself like something by just yeah. learning every single thing about it. For sure. And so I'm, if I kept on this road, I could be that running Bush up person. that road. And talk about a person who has a humongous breadth of work mm-hmm. that is all different. This bitch is making albums about Ulysses and and fucking. Okay, it's about literature, you guys. She's all about literature. She has a whole, I think, I swear there's like a whole album that's like a concept album about like, I don't know, some Appalachian shit. You know? Yeah. When you just decide to make a whole piece of work about... but you're a musician. It's like writing a book. It's so crazy to me. I love it. So that's what I, I find that very fascinating, especially well, with like go. any sort of like pop, whatever. <laughs> People make also these comparisons to Florence and the Machine too. Yeah, who I, I legitimately I love. Totally, see and that. I totally see that now. Like, yeah, such a huge influence Absolutely. in the way she sings. And I, I mean, I've always okay, whatever. Can we? St- I'll stop. Okay. The bottom line That's is, what's going on with me. I had to listen to <laughs> old ass Kate Bush songs from when I was a freaking teenager, and they were out. And I, I was like, "Oh man, there's a reason I didn't listen to this music." And then now, suddenly in my home, it's like 
He's coming home. I gotta say, that song. I need Big Boy to explain all of Kate Bush's songs. Well, he did. I gotta say, he gave me a very compelling um, argument reason for that to, song. Yeah, I mean, and like, and I was like, okay, I didn't cool. know that. I didn't realize that's what that was about, you know? But then again, I don't listen to words, but I should now. He made me want to. So um, that was cool. Okay, so <clears throat> that's Kate Bush. Also, just, I mean, this woman is, like, seriously, like, award-winning and, like, definitely, like, somebody that's, like, iconic and like legendary. A, yeah. You know what For I mean? For sure, right? Um, and she's worked with everyone. With, no, with everyone that, like, matters. Like, hard, yeah. like Pink Floyd and shit. Like, oh, come yeah. on. Um, Absolutely. So, anyway, whatever. She's cool. All right, so that's Kate Bush talk, I'm and then so you wanted sorry. then you wanted to talk about John McCain. <laughs> oh, uh, he left uh, he left a parting statement oh. to us. Did you read it? Mm-hmm. He left a message. He wrote a letter like on Saturday. I don't what, know, right before, what was before it? he died, and it was just, I, you know, I'm not <clears> even going to insult the man by trying to paraphrase while getting stoned. So, but it was very, it was like you know. We can't be divided and we have to, you know, work to not and that we were going to get through this and things were going to be okay. Is that what he said? Yes. Yes. Like admitting and uh, just saying how long he has served the country and that he hasn't always been right. But he hopes that we remember him as someone that always did, you know. Yeah. And and um, and then he talked. He specifically used the word walls. And that we don't need that America needs to uh, be tearing them down and not building them up. And then that came into got me reading about all the things that Trump has not been invited to, (laughs) which is unprecedented. So John McCain has requested that Trump doesn't be at his funeral, isn't at his funeral. They request Barbara the Bushes requested that he not be a part of that the clintons and the obamas have to be the national uh you know grief counselors (laughs) for us because we nobody wants trump and then i read about how like uh the royal family didn't invite basically any foreign dignitaries <laughs> specifically so that they didn't have to invite Trump. Oh my goodness. Do you see this? <sighs> it's just crazy to me. It's pretty crazy. It's just, the guy just... I'm not saying anything. Very, yeah. I'm just saying... That's a fact. It's a fact and that's an interesting, you know, time that we live in. <clears throat> yeah, we're, man, you know, manners I'm just, and... I'm, I'm, yes, I'm flabbergasted. I'm yeah. amazed just watching it. I just mean, being cordial is gone now. I mean, you can't... Not in, anyway. Anyway, it'll return. John McCain says. I that. could definitely understand not wanting like a <clears throat> hub ado happening. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Today, yes. When I was driving to get our our meal, I was listening uh, to an interview with Senator Duckworth about how the first time she met John McCain. Yeah. And she was in the wall. Did you cry? She was <clears throat> no, but I mean, I could see how it could make someone cry. She was sitting in the uh, Walter Reed Medical Center and she had just lost her legs because she was a helicopter pilot in Afghanistan. Okay. Okay. And, you know, she got hit with a missile or something and her helicopter crashed, lost her legs. So she's there in therapy and John McCain strolls into Walter Reed and sits down next to her on the, they call it the therapy bed. It's like where they like do exercises and stuff Mm -hmm. when you lose limbs. Mm -hmm. And he's like (laughs) joking with her. He's like, well, I guess we both 
you know, like getting uh, hit with missiles and stuff. Because, you know, he was shot down, right? right? So he's sitting there, like, he starts off with some joke about how, like, they both have a, you know... Horrible injury. Horrible injury, but he does it in kind of a funny way where they like to put themselves in danger of being shot at with missiles. Right. And, you know, he just, like, went on to tell her how brave she was and everything, and she inspired her... She and That conversation inspired her to serve her... She says, like, well, I can't fly a helicopter anymore, but I can... John McCain taught me I can still serve my country. So she became a senator because of him and, you know, his speech to her. And I thought that was incredible. Like, and, you know, because he was saying, well, I was shot down and, you know, held captive and blah, blah, blah. But I went on to do this because that was another way I could serve. I think that's just incredible. And she was calling him a hero. Remember when Trump said... Yeah. <laughs> Made fun of him for being yeah. caught. Yes. Jeez, a prisoner of war. Oh, Remember gosh. that? Yeah. Classy. It's not cool at all. <laughs> um, but that's our king. That's what's so. <laughs> right, moving on. That's what's going on with us. Goodbye. Hey, goodbye. <laughs> oh, our giveaway winner did oh, contact sorry. us. Oh, sorry. Yes. That I forgot was to so... say that. Right. So thank you. Yes. Um, everybody that participated. We love all of your reviews and they're sweet and awesome and they made my fucking day. Oh my God. You know, I'm and sorry, we've never done a giveaway on a podcast before and it was fun. I liked it. Um, so anyway, congratulations. We got your name. We we got your name and we got your number. Okay. And we're going to send you the prize. So now, welcome to Stone Conversations. Stone Conversations with Blavid and Blatherin. Mm-hmm. With Blavid and Catherine. His real name is David, in case this is your first time. No, it's it's Blavid. In case you're popping your cherry with us tonight. It's George Blefferson. <coughs> Can you tell that I'm stoned now? Yeah. <clears throat> so Can anyway. You see you guys. We said last week and that we were going to do this. So la- the rules of this are is, and I guess I went first, I charged my wife with researching a topic that I came up with, and she spent the whole week researching it, and now here on this segment, she's going to explain to me all of her findings. And mine, was, my topic was medieval pornography. Okay. So <clears throat> now last week... At this start time right here, you have you told made me tell you. Do you want to tell me what I have to research for next week for you? Should I wait till the end? It's up to you. I'm gonna wait till the end. Okay. Well, cool. So, without further ado, tell me all about medieval pornography, please. Um. Okay. First of all, <laughs> all of I do you want any of my weed? Do you want to hit from anything? Uh, no, I would do this, but you just don't. You focus on telling me about that what, what you researched all week, and okay. your notes look very powerful. They do. Yeah. Um, all of my notes are from Wikipedia, <laughs> and then I looked at dirty pictures. You showed me a few. Various. Oh, I was sending. There was. I like to kind of text bomb David sometimes. Yeah, and it's like, what? Bizarre things. <laughs> yeah. One of the things are different memes. It's a specific type of meme called tripping through time. And it's like oh. usually like Renaissance art. I love it. With some sort of statement across it. That's hella funny. <laughs> <laughs> and do you want to say the one that you sent to me that was so funny and I would get it for a few minutes? <laughs> I was like, huh? Which one? With her with her hips? The dragon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't want to talk about all this other No, one. that's pornography. Well, okay. We're going to get to that. Um, all right. All right. I, well, I was talking about memes. Okay. But anyway. Okay. First of all, pornography and medieval times. First of all, the medieval period. This is These are the Middle Ages. Okay. This is between 500 and 1500 AD. Okay. That's a thousand fucking years. Okay. Okay. That's good. And it's a long ass time ago. So pornography, like all of our 
thinking is different. This is before the Enlightenment, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. pornography didn't exist mm-hmm. um, because pornography is defined as the portrayal of sexual subject matter for the exclusive purpose of sexual arousal. I remember, you're, so you're saying there was But before that. pornography, there was, uh, there has always been erotic art, but it was more like just a depiction of, because there wasn't this... Um, sense of like uh that's bad or naughty it was just on like everything do you know what i mean yeah okay um and we're talking like genitals to like full-on fucking scenes yeah and all kinds of fucking hetero fucking non-hetero fucking all sorts of oh a lot of it is like um part of you know religious art and um has a lot of symbolism okay. <laughs> in it. Uh, so do you, it looks like just dick a dick with wings. Okay. <laughs> but, and, and during this but time... I don't fucking know. So, it's something much deeper. So the things that you've shown me in this time period, like the, we're talking about the art style where it's almost like it's shitty, still, shitty so. drawings. Uh, but right? you can go before that to like, you know, okay, whatever. Can I read my notes yeah, here? Yeah, 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 please do. Uh, what else did I say? Let me do... I want to... I'm going to do a dab while I talk about this fucking shit. Um, Okay, so here are things that I just copied and pasted, okay? Let's hear it. Oh, I already said this. So erotic depictions were a subset of the indigenous or religious art of cultures. So it wasn't seen uh, like set aside or treated any differently from any other type of art. Okay, it was like, oh, it's all art. So the modern concept of pornography... Um, didn't exist until the Victorian era. Oh, okay. And that's what I named Victoria after. It's Queen Victoria. That bad bitch. That bad bitch who used cannabis while pregnant. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yes. Did she look at pornography at all? Or anything? I'd like to think that she did, but she didn't. She was super like, oh my goodness, no. Oh my goodness. Like so- she thought having babies was nasty, but she ended up having like 8,000 of them. <laughs> anyway, whatever. We're not talking about Victorian, the Victorian era. But do you kind of see, whatever, how like the birth of... Um, of porn, porn came out of like, erotic... Like distributed yes. porn. It has <clears throat> to come out of that sort of method being available. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Which took us a little while to get there. Oh, prints were really popular in Europe from the middle of the 15th century. Okay. And um, when you say this is prints, what do you mean? Like, I, I, could you buy these prints? I, yeah. And okay. I, it's like paper. Or, okay. And but listen <clears throat> to this. Yeah. Well, first of all, they were prints of um, Sex erotic stuff. depictions. All right. Um, and what is different here is that this is something that is not on display. It's not a sculpture. Okay. It's not a vase no. or like a household object. Um, it's like a piece. It's, a, it's like a piece of paper or something that you can like have and like look at yeah. your leisure and shit. And then put it um, away. Uh, what? Where? God, I, so my notes are it, ridiculous. Right so now. is it like um, almost like the first? Uh, like porn magazine sort of well or is it just like a private thing that they could be like i'll take this print and take it home i don't know how they were distributed honestly how do you think they were distributed i I believe you had to go to a merchant i'm gonna say you went to some kind of art merchant you don't think they were maybe given away 
Maybe. I don't know, but it seems like to make prints back then, you oh. know, it was I mean, the uh, Heidelberg Press was invented back then so they could replicate copies of the Bible. So, like, when the... Uh, Did they use it for porn, too? Like, in the 1700s, they were, like... Um, Spreading like po- propaganda, you know, like nasty like picture, yeah, and okay. like nasty, dirty pictures of like Marie Antoinette and stuff. Do you know oh what I mean? Oh my! So they were there by then. To like, like, uh, were so they- I imagine these prints is just big, uh, uh, juvenile form of that. Yeah. Mass distribution, you know. Okay, like in Rome, where you see pictures of dicks on the walls. Well, graffiti and here I have media, mediums for for erotic art. Okay. And we're pottery and graffiti and painted scrolls. Ooh. (coughs) (laughs) Specifically in Japan. Oh, wait, no, that's not Japan. Woodblock prints are specific from Japan. And there's huge, like, amounts of that. Really? They churned out a ton of that. It's like let me ask you, seeing you a question. Those. Let me ask you a question. That's like what? Is it like in Mad Men? <laughs> yes. They... <laughs> okay. That's what I was gonna say. You oh, okay. Can say, you can describe it. Well, and, and the old man in Mad Men, I, who I forget his name, he's one of the founding members of the firm. He ha- he has an art collection in his office, and one of them is a woodblock print <coughs> of a woman being like, pleasured by an octopus. It, that one's like super famous, <coughs> right? Yeah. Um, but a lot of erotic art was of like classical gods and like those stories um but it's a that specific sexual scene in the story so like you know when like the greek gods and stuff mythology and yeah it'll be like zeus is always fucking some always, cow or like, some and he's a golden shower or, some, or he's like wait, a, he's a golden shower yeah remember damn. he that he appeared before that woman as a golden shower or what the hell and then he became about zeus and then he fucked her and then she porn and golden she had hercules i think i think hercules or somebody oh, okay i'm glad my hercules, kids are asleep hercules. anyway um so yeah instead of like focusing on the story it's like the super like graphic depiction yeah. of that one sex scene. So it was often some sort of bestial, yeah, <laughs> like a minotaur fucking a woman. These are or nutty ass stories we're talking about back then, you guys. Yes, right. <laughs> so it's not like these people from that era were like getting it on all the time with animals. No, 16th century, an attempt to print erotic material caused a scandal when the well-known Italian artist. Ramondi published I Modi in 1524, an illustrated book of 16 postures of sexual oh. positions. As we know, those posters are sold in like a, every major city when you like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a tourism thing. It's like the sex position things. Oh, yeah. Um, so they were engravings and he um, based them on like a piece of art that already existed. Anyway, wow. um Engravings made out of what? And the different, but here's the deal. They're like two very similar things, right? Uh-huh. Of pieces of art with the exact same like subject matter, which okay. are six, which are uh, sixteen sex positions. Okay. But only Ramondi is prosecuted because his engravings are capable of being seen by the public, and that's the distinction between like private art. That you have to go to a place to behold and something that you can like have and possess. And that's when it was like, oh, well, we can like 
Oh, we're going to okay. make this thing not okay and in fact make it illegal. And what? Yeah, at some point cuz you know porn at certain points is has been illegal. Yeah. Well, I mean like um, that's what, yeah, of course. So wait, are you saying that this guy is like the first porn guy? Sort of? That this is like the first uh legal porn matter and okay. it's and 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 you can say it's connected to porn because the distinction is that distribution. Okay. You know what I mean? It's out there for everyone to see. Um, so he went to jail, but they got him out. Why did he go to jail for his... Because he made those pictures. Oh, my goodness. So he went to jail, but then he got out. And then this writer wrote 16 explicit sonnets to go with the posture. Here's one. <laughs> Both in your cunt and your behind, my prick will make me happy and you happy and blissful. That doesn't <laughs> rhyme. That's shitty. <laughs> What? I don't like it at all. Wait, so some <laughs> other artist is like, I'm going to make written words to go with your art? And this is the first occasion of text and images being combined wow. for pornographic instances. That's crazy. Like, uh, use. So did that guy go to so jail? So when is that? Too? The 15, that's like 1520s. Wow. That all happened. That's crazy. There you go. That's cool. That is pretty cool. Is that enough? Well, I don't know. Anything else? What about other uh, mediums? I told you the mediums. We talked about woodblock Well, but prints. you were going to talk to me about graffiti. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you want me to describe a erotic piece of art for you? Yeah. Oh. And then you can, that you can be done. Um, an earthier eroticism is seen in a printing plate of 1475 to 1500 for an allegory of copulation where a young couple are having sex with the woman's legs high in the air. <laughs> At one end of a bench, while at the other end, a huge penis with legs and wings and a bell tied around the bottom of the glands. <laughs> it's climbing up onto the bench. Why is, why is, why? <laughs> so that was the dick with wings. I was why to. did they have to have a dick with but wings? But here's so amazing. What's so amazing about this? Okay. This specific plate. Yeah. This is one plate. Right? Called the allegory of copulation. Okay. Um, and it's been used until it w is worn out. And then they re-engraved it. And then they heavily used it again. And none of the contemporary impressions uh, have survived. Oh, my God. They because they were, like, just worn out. And they, oh. like, probably disintegrated. <laughs> we can't print anymore. We are done. <laughs> Jeez, they printed that something. that one specific picture of a young couple having sex on a bench. They were <laughs> and just... a huge dick climbing on to the bench with, with a bell tied around its balls and yeah. wings. Oh my goodness. That sounds uncomfortable. Wait, what's the glands? Is that the dick or the balls? Is that the dick? That's the head of the Oh my god, where there's a bell on that. Ding ling ling ling. <laughs> Maybe that's where the word dingaling came from. What does it mean? Oh my god. <laughs> that has to be right. All right? I mean, what a gross word to use for it anyway. Yeah. It has yeah. to be some dumb shit like that, like tying a bell on the end of a dick. Dingaling, right? How okay. weird. Okay. Well, anyway. Well, there you go. Is that enough? Can yes, I do, you be can be done? done. You can be done. You did such a good <laughs> can job. You not do this to me again. <laughs> that was fun. But yes, I learned a lot. <laughs> not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, great job. You really schooled me.
Man, did you learn anything? I did. I, I mean, like, you, the, you so learned I learned the about the laws. between porn and erotic Yeah, art where they made how, it like. And how medieval porn is barely really a thing at all. Right. And I also learned how one of the first instances of, like, this is wrong came into play because of that oh, legal battle. And the, yeah, the first, like, law, like, specifically against, like, um, porn. Yeah. Wasn't until like 18 something. Wow. Well, once you start making things like you can't have that, then people will just want it super bad. It's right? true. Well, thanks for that um, enlightening subject. You're, You're welcome. What do you have? What do you want to do for me now? Oh, next, week? next week's topic. Okay, let's hear it. Is I wrote a little thing. Let me read it. MTV memories. Right. I-, I watched MTV in the late 90s and early 2000s. Okay. Let's next week, please get stoned, and you can tell me all about the MTV programs from when you watched MTV. <laughs> okay, awesome. I want to know what years we're talking about. Oh my god! Okay, I have to do a little bit of research, but that would be so. You much just have fun. to remember, like, oh, I remember I was this all right. age, yeah, and so that was this year, and that's really it. Oh yeah, no problem. I have a great story in it that has to do with taking uh, acid and and, and what yes, MTV. Yes, so, that's what uh, I want. Can I share MTV stories too? A little uh, bit, maybe oh, yeah. one. Then with you, can we just talk about MTV? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you love MTV and VH1. No, I don't. Oh. Can you like we don't have MTV? Is MTV a thing? It has to be. They have reality shows and shit still. I don't know. I all I know is, I mean, like, and then we're not going to talk about it anymore because this is what we did with Kate Bush and we destroyed it. So, oh yeah. Well, but I will just say this, though, you know, and we all know this to be true. MTV used to play videos all the time. Yeah. And then they started showing shows. By the, the time, time I was watching MTV, there were lots of shows, lots of reality yeah. shows, and not a lot of videos. And it was major TRL time, yeah. <clears throat> which is like the height of not playing videos. Yeah. Um. But you, and so what I'm saying is like, when I watched MTV, MTV had already what people say died. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so you saw MTV when it was still cool. I think, mm-hmm. maybe. Honey, I but saw- But you also- I saw the original first broadcast of MTV, the very first thing they showed. Oh my God. I saw that, and it's a famous story about what they did. It's a, it's a TV on a moon. Yeah, but the the very first video played on MTV was "Video Killed the Radio Star." Uh, yeah, I knew that too. And I saw that. I saw that, man. Okay, anyway. All right, whatever. We're talking about that next week. Damn. That's it for Stone Conversations that, that's with Catherine great... and David. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no more talking about MTV. All right. Hey, do we have any listener letters? I wish we had a whimsical tune we could play for listener letters. Oh my God, you should find one. You know what? I just, we did this once before and, and we really didn't really get any responses, but I'm just going to put it out there again. Do it. If anybody is a musician and wants their music played for our, we will change our opening song. We just went into it. Yeah. So contact us at momanddadderstoned at gmail.com. Tell us who you are. Let's hear some of your music. Don't be offended if we don't pick you, but. You know, I mean, like, it just, let's give it a shot, man. We'll work it in there somehow. Come on. Don't you want to compose the music for our show? Man, <laughs> so. I would love that. All right. All right now. Let's hear those listener letters, baby. 
Uh, email us at momanddadarestoned at gmail.com. We just might feature your question on the show. Today's email doesn't really have a question, but I liked this email a lot. Oh, nice. Let's um, hear it. And then I, I have a second one up for a question nice. okay. that we can answer pretty quick. Um, okay. I'm writing today with more of a story and an awesome resource to share. Rather than a question, I just got done listening to your most recent episode about traveling with cannabis. It's an older email. Oh, okay. I was surprised because remember when we went to Nevada? Yeah. Yeah, that show about traveling. Yeah. I was surprised to hear you say you're more nervous about driving with cannabis versus flying. I feel the exact opposite way. I've driven flower across state lines several times and I've never felt in any way at risk of being caught. I imagine this is mostly because I drive very a very nondescript vehicle and I generally look pretty suburban. Meanwhile, I would probably never feel safe on a plane. I'm a medical user in Illinois, so I've carried cannabis into a few states. Most recently, I brought cannabis with me on a trip to one of my favorite places on Earth, Estes Park, Colorado. Um, you hear that a lot. People have famous favorite places in Colorado. I don't want to. Yeah, I've been there many times. I don't want. I I stayed at the Stanley place. Okay, I didn't want to risk relapsing in my, on my depression while on vacation. Plus, you're in Colorado. Why would you? Um, so it was not really a question for me. I also picked up some lovely Colorado flower at yeah. a lovely dispensary in Longmont. You, Flora, and my homegirl, Jessica, uh, rep C. Flora, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I know. Which I brought back to Illinois. I brought back much more than I carried in, but I didn't ever feel nervous about being caught. I can definitely recognize that this is a, because of white privilege. The resource I spoke of is Normal's state law info site. So normal.org, you guys, um, and backslash states. This site breaks down the laws by state, allowing one to take a cal take calculated risks. And this is what we were talking about on the show, David, Yeah, was uh, the risks you take at different uh, trips that right. you're taking. Right. Um, in today's crazy world of laws. I found it to be very helpful. I wanted to share it in case anyone else might benefit from having the laws broken down in this way. For example, Estes Park is about a thousand miles from my home, but it only involves driving through four states, Illinois, where it is decriminalized, Iowa, where there are relatively low criminal penalties, Nebraska, where it is decriminalized, and Colorado, which was obviously not of concern. Knowing this information definitely makes me more comfortable doing this. Also, it keeps me from speeding too much in Iowa, which is a good thing. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Thanks for all you do. Then the stigma. I always enjoy your content so much. Um, so that is a great, normal is a great uh, resource for everything. Getting edumacated. And if there's a cannabis, whatever you want to donate to, normal is a great organization. Um, I think that's awesome that you, uh, I, I really... <laughs> I really uh, admire people who look into things and um, like you with Kate Bush, you know. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I just um, think it's cool, like when people arm themselves with knowledge. So you forget that you can do that. You do. And it's like, you know, instead of being like paralyzed with fear or just making a dumbass decision that you should have just really thought about, you know. Um, and you would have a different 
uh, answer if you were traveling to a different state, you know? Absolutely. I don't know which states are horrible. Or honestly. maybe it will... Like, but Texas, maybe, like, we've gone to Texas and totally not brought, brought weed, and I just did a tolerance break, because yeah. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> but, but um, yeah. And that's why, yeah, I don't know, for me, flying just seems something, for whatever reason, it just seems a lot less terrifying, because... You're not being pulled over by a state trooper or a like local yeah. uh, cop in some podunk town or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Where you're a fucking stranger and they have like this setup because they're waiting yeah. for all of you asses. Yeah. Like I am legit afraid of that. Like yeah. any sort of traffic cop car situation scares the fucking piss out of me. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, that's just my thing. <laughs> so no, I think it, I agree with you. Um, um, plus, it's one per. I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere, one person. Yeah, oh, I excuse mean, me, pulling you over. I mean, I'm. I don't look terrifying. white, so like it is scary as hell. No. Um, anyway, so that wasn't a question, but that was a great resource. So thank you so much for sharing and sharing your. Um, you know, method for making responsible choices I think that's and decisions also, that we all get to make as grown-ups. You know what? We'll post the link to the normal thing in the show notes on our site. All right. Here's a question. Dear okay. Mom and Dad, Hey, Madaz, I love listening to your award-winning podcast for best donor parent advice for three years running. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that was our award right there. We just got it. Yes. As educated stoner parents, I value your opinion. How do you feel about teenagers consuming cannabis safely and responsibly in their own home with parental supervision? Love, Sasquatch in Oregon. I love Sasquatch. I'm not for uh, adolescents and teenagers using cannabis. And then today I read they this big study came out um, really trying to figure out the link between schizophrenia and cannabis, which there's like a distinct link, but they don't know like which one causes which. Like it's like because now they've because it's they're definitely connected, but it's not this like recent study was like if you use if you are have schizophrenia um you might be compelled more to use marijuana it was weird but um but it was wonderful there's so many studies that are coming out but the definite link is that um when your brain is growing um and if you already have in your genes, like a, a pre what disposition to mental illness, which um, a lot of people have and just don't even know. But just think about your fucking crazy ass parents or your crazy ass grandparents. Really think about it <laughs> right. with like a modern perspective. Were they mentally ill in some way? Because I'm depressed. I'm mentally ill. I have major a major uh, depressive disorder. Anyway, and that counts. And a lot of people have that and don't know it. Anyway. <laughs> Cannabis at that age can contribute to mental illness if you have that predisposition is what I was getting out of this study. And I believe that. And I smoked a ton of pot when I was a kid and abused my brain. And I mean, I did ecstasy and like every drug I could find, you know, as a teenager. That's not good. And I've been ill my entire adult life. Um... And I don't blame it on that drug use. I think it's definitely something that probably runs in my family. Um, But, you know, depression is caused by all sorts of things. And this combination of stuff 
you know, our genes and our conditions and all of that and trauma and childhood experience. Ugh, I just don't even want to mess with it. So it is different to me if a kid is prescribed cannabis. Um, so, and, and CBD also is totally different, but like actually using pot, no. And I'm also not a person that would be like, yeah, you can drink with me before you're 21. No, I'll, I'll never be that person. I don't. Oh think. yeah. No, me neither. Absolutely um, not. I think that's irresponsible. I do too. It's like, just wait your damn turn. Yeah. Like obey the freaking law. You're a kid. Like when, <laughs> like when Walt was making Walt I'm Jr. I'm never going to be drinks. like, you don't have to obey the law. Right. No. Um, that's so, yeah. I mean, it's different with, um, so if you're in a legal state, illegal state, and you're using cannabis and you've had a, a discussion with your teenagers about breaking laws and stuff, um, that's completely separate from them exposing their brains and bodies to cannabis too early. Um, and yeah, I don't believe that smoke and stuff is great for kids and it, it just isn't. Um, now I know that kids will, teenagers will absolutely use pot. And I guess a part of me is like, I hope if anybody's experimenting that it's with pot versus alcohol, which I feel like is super de debilitating when you're a little teenage kid, my God, you know, um, but I'm still not like advocating for them to be using a substance that is not legal for them to use before they're of age. You know, you have to have a prescription. It's just, that's how it is. I'm legally allowed to smoke pot. I'm sorry that it's different for you, kid, but it is. <laughs> kid. <laughs> now. Whenever it's legal, I don't know if it's like legal at 18 or 21 in Colorado. I should absolutely know this. What's wrong with me? I don't know. Maybe you should get on that normal side and find I out. I should. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm too lazy right now. I mean, I will be all for um, watching my kid get high. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get high with them. <laughs> it might take me a while. But then when they're an adult adult, when they're 30, hell yeah. Then I'm really into it. Yeah. Then it's fine. I, Yeah. I'll be like, okay, now, kid, I'm going to smoke you up. You're 30. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my plans. You'll be like I'm, in your 50s. That's fine. Is that okay? Yeah. I hope that didn't come off as judgmental or anything. It's not judgmental. That's what I believe. I mean, and I see that there's nuances in every family, family and state and situation. But, um, you know, that's mine. Got to yeah. use the law sometimes to help your parenting out a little bit. And lastly, you really did stress the teenager is using cannabis safely and responsibly in their own home with parental supervision. And I get that as well. Um, but for me, it's bottom line, it's just the law thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's on a scale of evil things. It does not register like as super evil. You know what I mean? Like at all. It's not on the evil scale. But, um, you know, I still wouldn't do it personally. Right? Yeah. Is that how you feel? Do we agree on this? Absolutely. Do I we, mean, if we have a 17 year old Miles that's wise and world weary and he wants to responsibly smoke weed, and I catch him, I say, What the hell are you doing? Stop that right now. Why would you do that in front of me? 
right? Yeah. Is that what I say? Okay. I don't want my kids to <laughs> listen. Just like I don't want my kids drinking alcohol. I mean, right? You know, come on. You're a child. Stop it. No. Go watch Blue's Clues. I can't yeah. even right now well, with yeah. you. Or maybe not Blue's Clues. Play Splatoon. Yeah, do that. <laughs> Go back to that sweet Eleven. Yeah. All right. Isn't Eleven sweet? Yeah. And then just remember their brains, you know? Anyway, that's all. That's the one to grow on. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of time for them to have... They can do mushrooms and LSD and fucking smoke all the weed. Like, it's great being an adult, isn't it? Oh, my God. You guys, it's great. And we get to vote. We do not need to rush anybody. No. It's so fleeting that they're like... (laughs) insides are clean <laughs> let them remain clean <laughs> um yeah so that's it for listener letters yeah all right Now what's happening? What's going on in Stoner Mom's Grove? What is going on in Stoner Mom's Maybe Grove? you should sing it to me. What's going on in Stoner Mom's Grove? Hi, Stoner Mom. Hi. So what's going on in your grow this week? My my grow is transplanted. It's, <laughs> it's transplanted? Where is that you, what the world is? Where did you transplant your entire grow to? No. Oh. <laughs> They're repotted. Oh, you're okay. Nice. They're in smart pots. Yeah. Nice. Five gallon ones, probably. That's right. And one of them has been topped off. Whoa. Which one? Girl Scout cookie. She was she so was big. She was getting a little tall for her britches or Does whatever. Does that mean she's a boy? No, that just means she's stretchy and... Is there a danger they're going to be boys? No. Is, is that a thing? No. Why? Um, oh, because they're clones. These are clones. <laughs> yeah, they're doing... <laughs> it's impossible. Unless, Sorry. but now if I stress them to death, like, oh, yes. I could we make, could, I could... could make them herma- hermout and make become hermaphrodites. But and then they get seeds. But these are such solid genetics that we have. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> so you got that happening. That's pretty cool. Your plants are looking pretty sweet. So here, can I, can I? Guess what I think you're going to do next? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're going to, uh, (laughs) I think you're going to keep these plants vegging vegging (coughs) for a couple more weeks. Okay. I think you're going to do a little little bit more topping um, soon here. And then in a couple weeks, you're going to defoliate your plants. You're going to take all, you're going to take like 90% of its leaves off. And then you're gonna, and a week later, all those leaves will grow right back. And then you're gonna do the same thing again. And then you're gonna put up your scrognet and turn it into flower mode. That's Wait, what you're scrog? gonna do. Scrog? Wow. Scrog it up. Yep. Okay. I think that's cool. Well, that sounds really exciting. I'm it happy. It is exciting. I'm happy too. You, you, you started another grow tent too, which is pretty cool. No, that's your grow. Oh, well, it's, it has hemp in it. That one's not it's, doing so good, to be honest. What's wrong with it? You know what? I don't know. I got these clones from the same place I got the other clones in the other tent. And it's not the clone's fault. I just like to have a much more powerful light in there and it's a bigger space. And I've got the light up at the very top of the tent and the clones just like look, their leaves are a little droopy since I transplanted them. They haven't bounced 100% back yet. Which is, I mean, I've never seen this happen before because it's been like, when did I do that? 
I did that last week. So, I mean, it hasn't been a week yet. But anyway, so I think like I'm, I'm, I, it makes me worry that my tent's too hot or something. Because hmm. it does feel hotter. Well, how do you cool it down? I don't know. I got to figure something out. You can't I, uh, just turn the lights down somehow? No. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's like you don't turn the sun down. Do you? You put them in shade. Yeah. They're, it's not that. It's you raise the them? the environment. The I think the to the top of the tent. It's it's the it's just too hot. I gotta do something about the temperature. I'll figure it out. Okay. We have I think um, a portable air conditioning unit at Black Dog that I can use. I might try that. You put that outside of the tent though and just cool the whole room down. Or I might get a bigger exhaust fan and put that in there in the tent because I have a smaller exhaust fan. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll figure it out. And I'm that, stoned, huh? Oh, man. Wow. Well, that's what's going on in our grove. Hey, a few people have been reaching out asking questions, and I think that's awesome. Keep it up, man. If you want to know, if you want to... David loves talk, I do, questions. man. There's been a few people who've sent me their pictures, and I just love looking at it. Um, I call people. We talk about stuff. It's cool. Um, and I won't be able to do that all the time, but it is fun. So... If you have a question and you know you want to talk about things, let's talk. Let's do it. So that's it. Oh, that's what's going on with Stoner Mom's Grove. And that's what's going on in Stoner Mom's Grove. Bye, Stoner Mom. Alright guys, it's time for Shout Out Corner, but right now I'm doing a dab. I hope that's okay. Oh yeah, I can hear it. As always, the easiest way to help the show is to leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. And we have some wonderful reviews. So I'm just going to read one. Okay, let's hear Ooh, Okay. Is it too long? No, do it. Does that it. freak you out? No, I just liked how it popped up. I didn't know. Oh, you said ooh. Like ooh. Stay at home mom trying to cope. Uh-oh. What are you trying to cope with? I hope everything's okay. Honestly, I'm way too scared to be ready this right now. I'm a stay-at-home mom of an almost two-year-old boy. That's hard. Since giving birth, I've been struggling with anxiety and depression. To this day, I am still trying to figure out medication and get back to normal. Sorry, I'm smoking. <sighs> I listen to y'all's Yes, I'm from Oklahoma podcast while folding laundry, cleaning house, cooking dinner, etc. It's like having the company of friends when you don't even want to be around yourself. I still have bad days, but listening to you talk about your experiences and that it's okay to medicate with cannabis helps ease my mind that I'm not being a bad mom by smoking bud. We just got medical legalized here last oh month. Oh my God, yeah, you did. I figured Oklahoma would be the last to legalize. Please send good vibes that I will be able to obtain a medical card. I love your videos. Aww. XO Becca, thank you so much. I love that and hearing that. And you know what? Those. Early years are so sweet and so hard. They really are as a stay-at-home mom. They just are. And you feel guilty for even feeling that it's hard. But it is fucking hard. It's hard to be alone all day with a little kid. It and it is. And your brain, I mean, that's when I got completely the most depressed I'd ever been in my life. Was, you know, in the years shortly following having kids. It's no, it's not abnormal. It's completely, you know, 
a thing. It's so common. I mean, I just feel like it's something that every woman needs to know about beforehand, just so that you're warned because you feel so isolated in your house and, um, you know, you feel isolated in your depression and yes, young mothers on social media look very happy and wonderful and like they have it all together. And it's a really tough, lonely time, no matter what it looks like in pictures. And there's so much beautiful things going on. So of course there's beautiful pictures, you know, cause you've got a little kid that you're like doing all sorts of great stuff with. And anyway, I get all of that. That's all. So I loved your review. Thank you. Oh, Did I talk too much? No, that's nice. Um, I, I think uh, Oklahoma is something else, man. They just made so many millions of dollars <laughs> um, with their licensings for um, commercial grows. I heard about that today. Like the state made, I can't remember how many millions of dollars off handing out grow licenses. So you're going to be fine. You're going to get that med card. No, no problem. No problem. Don't yes. you worry. You'll go to a special doctor for that and mm -hmm. they really help you out. So yep. as far as getting that going for you. So don't be afraid. So wait for there to be an established medical cannabis doctor and it will eventually show up on like weed apps, you know, stuff like that. Like uh, that weed guide. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then you'll know where to go. And you'll get that card. And then you'll be going into a store and oh legally God. buying pot. Yeah, you will. And you'll have a whole different set of like worries and concerns. <laughs> yeah, you could, your you know. worries and concerns will be, How do am I, I really now, paying this much for an ounce here? Yes. Should I go to this other place? But then that will go down too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll have to start responsibly storing it. I guess you're getting it somehow now. Yay for legal weed. Um, if you're oh, interested great. in supporting the show in small monthly amounts, sponsor us on Patreon for as low as a dollar a month. At $3 a month, you'll have access to the pre-roll show. Have you done that? Yep. Done. Our exclusive podcast for members of House Van Eaton. That's our membership. So membership. do you hear what I'm saying? Our Just... membership is $30 a year. Um, and part of that is getting the pre-roll show. Or if you just want to do the pre-roll show, you can donate $3 a month. Donate. I, I patronize. <laughs> Don't patronize me. <laughs> Whatever. I feel dumb even talking about this. Just ignore. Just go all to of Patreon this. and if but, you want. But to, as but... always, <laughs> um, a big shout out to Chad and Terry, Texas Mama Meg, uh, Beth Ann, and Jody the Alpha Slayer. You're you the guys alpha. are amazing. Um, and lastly, our weekly members shout out. Like I said, on our membership site, we have a close knit community of adult stoners who support the show. As well as everything we do over on thestonermom.com. Hey, we're and shouting awesome out people. our new members, Lauren and Donna. Love you guys. Thank you so much for becoming members of House Van Eaten and pledging allegiance to us forever. Thank you. <laughs> members Laura, Lauren and Donna sound like a cool team. Well, they're not linked. Well, members have access to uh, exclusive weekly podcasts, bi-weekly sesh videos and vlogs, and monthly live sessions with me and Blavid. Learn more at thestonermom.com and click on the membership. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Mom and Dad are Stoned is made by us, David and Catherine. Learn more about us at thestonermom.com. Right? Yeah, do that. Follow the podcast on Twitter at mom, the letter N, dad, the little, the letter R, stoned. Follow David on the gram at CO Weed Grower and follow me everywhere at the stoner mom. Um, that's it. Do you think I should change my Instagram name to Hemp Colorado Hemp Grower? 
He's been asking me that a lot. Should he? I don't know. I don't know. Does it, I mean, is weed grower dumb sounding? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Sounds kind of dumb. See a weed grower? You've had it for so long. It's so stupid. <laughs> what else are you supposed to be? You have to think of something even stupider and, and like, you know what I mean? I mean, ugh. I gotta go stupider. All right. Help me. <laughs> should David wants to know if he should change his Instagram your handle to CO Hemp Grower. Or is some... that any less dumb than CO Weed Grower? I guess CO Weed Grower is fine. I mean, he, sm- he grows weed. <laughs> It's just, I hate that it's weed. But what are you going to be, cannabis? Cannabis cultivator. (laughs) Maybe you could be CEO cannabis grower. That's kind of cute. It's not. (laughs) None of them are. You're all dumb. We'll be back again soon. Until then, remember to be safe and responsible with your cannabis use. Always be kind and smoke weed every freaking day. Bye. Bye. Bye.